FNS is sponsored by The Boast Application. Restaurant recommendations from people you know and trust. Love it, boast it. Available for download in the App Store. Search B-O-Z-T. FNS is recorded at Black Box Studio and produced by Leo Esposito, Gene Esposito, and Justin Davies. You can contact us at Leo J. Esposito, at Gene S. Burrito, and at underscore Daybees. That's underscore D-A-Y-B-E-E-Z. Are we live? We're good? Let's go. You are now listening to the Father and Sons Fantasy Football Review Podcast, starring your host, Leo Esposito, Gene Esposito, and Justin Davies. Week three of our show, FNS. 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 So last week we touched on week one impressions of the league. I believe everyone gave the NFL an A or higher. So Justin, week two, do you still agree with that grade? Yeah, I think the grade is still there um, as far as, you know, how the games are being conducted, how the refs are handling most calls. Um, you know, you always have the missed calls every once in a while, but I still think everybody's showing up like they haven't missed a beat. Did anything occur? Again, I didn't watch all the games. I know you guys get dialed in and watch a lot more games than I do. But did anything occur that was like, ooh, that's not what we've seen in the past or pretty much status quo? I didn't see anything like that. Gino, how about you? No, uh, I didn't really see anything like that myself. Uh, just felt pretty normal. Uh, you know, it was good games. So you're saying status quo, you still believe the NFL's riding the A wave? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay, so the games that I did catch, along with the highlights, it looked to me like there were a ton of injuries. So, mm. oh yeah. So, so <laughs> what I'm really curious about one is that true, and then two, were those injuries what I call fantasy impact players? So, Gino, go. Uh, yeah. I mean, there it's definitely true. There were uh, a ton of injuries. I can't remember so many injuries in a noon slate of games. Uh, I mean, it was the middle of the day, and uh, there so, were already so many. So, so, so. Did most or all occur in the middle of the day, you're saying? Uh, well, I mean, it would be by the like middle of the, the games would have concluded by like 3.30. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of them, I'm not going to say all of them, but I would say the healthy you know, portion of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, not, not to think that there's any correlation with them being games played in the middle of the day, but it just sounds a little odd. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just when the bulk of the games are. So it's oh, going to okay. be, yeah, it's Got just it. by volume, really. Got it. Got it. So, so Justin, thoughts? It was obviously, it sounds like, a more than above average number of injuries. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was, I would say it's overwhelming how many injuries occurred in this past, you know, week of football. Yeah. So, so here's, here's when I heard that, here's kind of where I started to go. Is it potentially tied to the offseason due to COVID? Maybe not the same level of preparation or oh, I mean, yeah. what are your I've, thoughts? I think 100% is. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, 
you. Oh, I was just, I was just kind of throwing that out there. No, it, I, I think, <laughs> I think there's very little doubt that that's what it's tied to, and that. Oh, that's one, not good. You typically have four preseason games, and uh, you know mm. some of the bigger names won't necessarily play in all those, but they'll play in sparingly in probably three of them, and then um, it's it's really more so even the fact that you know these guys practice in training camp and um, OTAs and all of that for months leading up and COVID didn't allow that to happen. So Justin, you agree? Yeah. I mean, there's a level that you don't hit when you're only playing against your own team or scrimmaging against your own team, practicing against your own team. When you bring in another team, you know, who doesn't have that same concern and care for you, there's like a whole nother level that you have to tap into that these Mm. players are just now hitting in week one, week two, and this is the first time everybody's seen it for a very right. long time. So, so hang on, I gotta try to figure this out because I mean, so what you guys are saying is off season potentially a higher level of preparation, but then the preseason. Would so support- both were with the preseason, we didn't see anything at all. They went right. from four games to just not having a preseason at all. Right. And then with the practice time they had together, uh, in like uh preparation of even the preseason games that we would have typically seen, uh, you usually have months of that. Whereas um, due to COVID, we didn't see them get into that until much later than usual. And so it was kind of. They were hit with it on both ends. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So with the injuries that occurred yesterday, which will have the biggest impact on fantasy? I'd say it's the clear number one being Saquon Barkley. Uh, his was a season ender. Okay. So what What team, what position, what team? So he's a running back for the New York Giants. Uh, depending on what draft you were in, uh, he was almost certainly top three pick. Oh. Uh, definitely not any worse than top five, unless your league is just, well, knew something we didn't. And then uh, <laughs> it's good, uh, good guesswork, I guess. But uh yeah, and then uh, Christian McCaffrey was another big one. His is four to six weeks. Uh, in almost every league you would have been in, you'd see he probably went first overall. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably half your fantasy season, wow. at least a third that you're going to miss him. Uh, that, there were lots of defensive injuries, but yeah, fantasy-wise, um, those two, and then the other one at receiver, Cortland Sutton yeah. for the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, out for the year as well. Whoa. So wait, did you say the first running back is out for the year? So Christian McCaffrey. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, Saquon and yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Um, those are probably the two biggest names at running back and really in fantasy going into the season, at least by most of what I saw. And you've got Christian, who's now out four to six, like I said. And then uh, Saquon's year is just over. Oh, yeah. That's rough. Cortland Sutton's a uh, good but not great receiver, but uh, plenty of people will have taken him pretty early in fantasy. Okay, so go. go Also his quarterback. That's another thing. Yeah, Drew Locke also got injured, and so he's going to miss uh, somewhere in the three to six week range. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, Drew who? Drew Locke for the Broncos, the quarterback. Okay, okay. All right. He's not for the season. It's within like 
Yeah, the yeah. only oh the yeah so the two four, seasons for a second when you said that I was thinking of uh, what's his name Andrew. Oh, <laughs> I was Andrew, like, oh, yeah, I was like, hey, Andrew, let's, look. let's back up for a second. What did I miss <laughs> yeah. here? Okay, okay. So, so go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, the two season enders, notably on uh, offense for fantasy. Uh, yeah, Cortland Sutton and uh, Saquon Barkley. Wow. Okay. So did either of you guys? have any of those three players or four players on any of your teams i personally do not okay justin i am from the future and did not draft saquon barkley because i knew this was gonna happen (laughs) no no um in my work league i had this second overall pick and you know a lot of people were saying oh well barkley's clearly gonna be your guy to pick uh for me it it, i thought about it but I, i didn't and so now i'm grateful that i didn't but it's not for a reason of injury that wasn't part of my decision no of course not but why didn't you pick him because this is all part well, of see, strategy that's, right see, now that's a whole nother a whole nother you know jar of orange but i picked part uh, of the secret alvin sauce yeah, I mean, you go with your gut and <laughs> I God picked, said, don't I, go barkley yeah, i picked alvin Kamara because of his receptions that he's you know projected to get i've seen a trend with saquon barkley that um his new quarterback new his new quarterback, Daniel Jones, doesn't really dump it off to him as much as Eli Manning used to, which is Saquon's previous quarterback. And so that was really why I chose. You see, this goes back to our episode one with my personal frustration, right? It's yeah. like you could pick a solid team, no control, no control, no control, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then everything goes to the wayside. Yeah. And then we're going to get into this in a that's little bit, which is, which is which that's is why what you I'm really win. excited you about. You don't win your league at the draft. Right, right. Okay, so... so Fantasy's always been a bit luck-based, though, uh, especially on the injury front. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, that sometimes you get screwed. Other times you happen to have the backup of the guy that got injured and your season just got, you know, potentially better because of that injury. Uh, and, and we're seeing it in this year that injuries are potentially going to be very prevalent all season and which they always are but in a, this year Especially. i feel like it's going to be even more felt yeah. so so is this why to some degree i'm just kind of pulling this out here that dynasty is becoming a little more popular in other words do you feel this less in a dynasty type setting in fantasy obviously if you have I, a whole bunch of guys get injured it's probably devastating i don't really think that's part of why dynasty is becoming more popular but i will say it's definitely easier to plug and play in a dynasty league where your team's gonna have more quality in the depth of Mm. the bench i'm thinking i might be a a dynasty type of guy okay (laughs) just don't call me jr could be but yeah (laughs) okay so (laughs) so with that said then justin how did your teams do this weekend uh, so I split uh, two and two. Yeah, and then I uh, yeah I split as well. Went one and one, and uh, I definitely kind of screwed myself in the loss. Uh, went with Brashad Perriman. Uh, didn't really have a choice. Kenny Galladay. I it was he got injured in this hammy uh, post when we drafted, and I've just kind of had to you know try and recover ever since. He'll be back week three realistically, but. 
he kind of put me in a between a rock and a hard place uh, those first two weeks. So I, I want to get back to Justin in a second, but first, because I want to ask you some questions. So you went one and one. So yeah. which league did you win? Which league did you lose? So uh, I won in Dynasty again. Okay. Uh, I so you're two and zero oh there. Yeah, in Dynasty I'm two and zero. Oh. Okay. Uh, I've got 140 points there, which for standard is amazing, and I've got Josh Jacobs yet to play tonight. So, so you uh, truly are be- building a dynasty. Oh, uh, in a sense, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that if Jacobs plays well tonight, that could be the highest scored by a team all year. That's right. And I was going to mention this earlier, and I'm glad you brought that up. So what we've done is we've moved up our recording to Monday night. Um, so there's still a game to be played. And the reason we've done that is so that we can publish on Tuesday because hopefully here in just a little bit, we're going to get into some insights as to who potentially you should drop and who you should potentially pick up, especially if you're one and one and two and two, because you guys got some good info to share. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, well, maybe, maybe I, not. Well, but, but the reality is this. I said that jokingly, of course, but you know, you, lo- you learn a lot, right? Mm. Even from your losses, yeah. okay? So, so, and that's, that's why I want to get back to Justin real quick. So you said you went two and two. Two and two. So which two leagues did you win in or formats? I won uh, in my work league. Uh, that's PPR, 12 team. And then I won in my family league, which is a 10 team PPR. Okay. Lost in Dynasty, which is the standard, and I lost in Yearly, which is also standard. Wait, what are you talking about? You crushed Jay. Uh, oh, oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, yearly. You're right. So I lost in my family league and won in my Yearly. Okay. Yeah. So, so wait, did you go e- two and two and three and two, one? Two and two. They're both. They're both ESPN leagues. So oh, okay. Got it. Got So, so was there anything that occurred <laughs> uh, that like? destroyed your opportunity to you know go four and four or even three and four or so was it, it just no another... it would be four no and three and oh, one. oh fair enough yeah i'm sorry yes i'm talking about correct well <laughs> thank you this <laughs> this week uh the injuries kind of got me on my dynasty team Julio okay. jones with the hamstring and then Devontae Adams with the hamstring as well. Now, did they get hurt prior to the game or during they the game? They've both been hurt prior to the game in previous weeks, but I think these are new injuries or re-aggravated injuries. Uh, that yeah, they're both of, re-aggravated. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so injuries now. potentially yeah. impacted. That's it. I mean, that's. I, I'm dying again to get to the part of the show to understand what you do. I mean, obviously, if you're players can't play you got to do something yeah well there's multiple routes you can go and the one obviously the way wire which we're now starting to discuss more on here but also uh you know you can always trade a guy that you don't necessarily need right. or that uh you know you think could bring in a kind of deal where yeah you're sad to see him go but you needed the guy you're trading for more and so you've got kind of multiple different options there so <clears throat> So earlier we were talking a little bit about Russell Wilson and you guys are like, he's killing it this year. Oh, yes. Right? So which of the players out there, uh, and, and maybe it's hard to name them all, maybe the top three, top five, are, I'll say, meeting or ex- or exceeding expectations? Uh, Well, I mean, it's only for Josh Jacobs, it's only a game in, but so far... He has done an amazing job. Uh, Aaron Jones had a good week one and an amazing week Man, two. Yeah. So Aaron Jones is exceeding, yeah. I would say. And those uh, guys, Jacobs is also exceeding, I would say. 
and, then, and refresh me. Are those guys or, or players that went into the season with expectations or now it's week three so, and it's like, ooh, these guys are looking good? No, so um, Jacobs is definitely a big-name guy that either went in first or second round in almost every league you'll look at. And then Jones is probably in the same late first, early second, really early third if you know he just fell in a league. But, uh, yeah, both big-name guys. And then, yeah, Russell Wilson, number one fantasy QB right now, just absolutely killing it. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm going yeah, go, to go. name the two guys behind Russell Wilson. Okay. Josh Allen, okay. which is a guy we talked about last week. And, and, te- and, 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 and I want to hear position and team. Josh, Josh is exceeding. Allen, yeah. So these are the two quarterbacks behind Russell Wilson. Okay. Are these all quarterbacks or just points overall? Quarterbacks. Okay. So Josh Allen, quarterback for Buffalo. Uh, Cam Newton, quarterback. For New England Patriots. Mm. Yeah, Cam had a heck these, of a game last night. These two guys. Did they win so, last night? No, they, they lost. Okay. Uh, they were down to like the two-yard line. Uh, uh, last play of the game, either they score or the time runs out. And they tried to do a QB draw with uh, Cam, and it got stuffed. Uh, these guys are a step or two behind Russell Wilson, who you'd have to get in. What would you say? Fourth round, fifth round. It really depends. Uh, crazily enough, I saw him go in our yearly league. I mean, this is Cam. Is, uh, Cam. Oh, you're saying Cam, or you're saying Russ? Russ. Russ. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So Russ, uh, in our yearly league that we're in together, he didn't go until the seventy-something pick, which in a twelve-man is probably the sixth round. Sixth round. Okay. Wow. And uh, looking back, that was about. Four great rounds pick. too late. Okay, so, so 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 here <laughs> yeah. so here's the deal though. It's a great pick, but you're saying he was the 76th player to be picked. It was like 72nd okay. or 77, so, so, something so like that. So this goes yeah. back to our first show. Yeah. So I have to believe that occurred for two reasons. Again, I'm trying to go back through the memory bank here and, and put two and two together with what you yeah. guys told me. One, quarterbacks typically don't go right away anymore. You can go a little yeah, bit deeper. Yeah, that's true. But but. but I have to believe. But look, look. This, yeah. Listen to what I'll say, though. What? If Russell was picked 70, whatever. <laughs> right. Cam Newton, who is, his, he's averaging 30 points a game. Okay. But you guys last week said Russell's the high 20s is awesome. Russell's averaging 33 points a game. Which is off but the charts. But you can get Cam way later than Russell. Not way later. Right. But, uh, but, 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 okay, but hold on later. a second. So but hold on a second. Where I was going was this. And Gino, I want to hear from you. Okay. Because 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 of what Justin just said, the is he going lower not just because of this running back receiver quarterback methodology if I got that right, but because of how maybe he played last year. Well, last year he was injured a lot of the year, and there were definitely questions about uh, his shoulder and just ability to stay healthy and how he do in a new offense. And yeah, so there were plenty of questions about Cam. Russ going as late as I'm he did. I'm talking about Russ. I'm okay, talking so about Russ. Russ yeah. Okay, so I'm talking about Cam. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but that's so still... Russ, yeah. Russ going as late as he did in our league, that's just inexcusable on all, all of our parts. Honestly, I don't know how we let him fall that low. Okay, uh, okay. That's, that's just bad Okay, on our that's part. what I wanted to know. Because uh, yeah. I, I took Carson Wentz yeah. around that pick. I might have taken him before Russ. And if I did, <laughs> that's just laughable. Okay. Then, uh, so something to learn I, I from. I don't know what happened. So, so you agree with what Gene's saying, that he should have gone potentially higher at least in that scenario i would expect them to have been picked much earlier okay yes and and where i was going is like 
oh, was there something that happened last year where he was so low no, in the no. point Russ, standing Russ that it's was, like Russ has always had implications to be like MVP or Russ right. has done nothing but that's predict. how I view yeah. it, and I'm not even as dialed in like a fraction yeah. of how you guys are. Russ right? is a bother. Yeah, yeah we. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how we let him go. Missed, I'm missed very opportunity. On that. Missed yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Kind of. So so. <laughs> kind of, but I say kind of because I, I have Josh Allen who okay, fair is enough. right behind him, and, and I got Josh Allen in what the tenth round. Oh yeah, no, round? Allen is absolutely that's killing what I'm, it. That's my point. At quarterback, okay. he's I, exceeding by far the most. Got it. And I wasn't necessarily speaking specifically to, to you me, guys, yeah. yes, or to you, Justin. I'm just saying in general, and that that's part of why I'm enjoying doing this with you guys one yeah i'm learning two obviously others will learn as well but three we want to dissect to some degree the what's and the why's right because yeah, do sure. we learn from it do we help one another you know and so forth okay so so we're we're well into the show here now we got to start you know really talking about you know what happens now so so in other words who are the guys that, you know, teams, let's say you're, you haven't won a game yet, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that means, do you, I, I think I heard you guys mention that the person who has the, the lowest score, the lowest record, picks so, first. How, explain how that works. So in the waiver what, what, wire, yeah. um, it goes off of standings, which is record. And then uh, if you have, let's say you have two teams that are 0-2, yeah. it would then go, whoever scored less points on the season Got would it. be awarded the the first pick Makes of the sense. waiver wire, yeah, and so uh, that's really big in a week like this because you had multiple starting running backs get either you had uh, Saquon injured for the year, yep. and then McCaffrey injured four to six weeks, and so being able to go try and get you know one of their backups or whatever could potentially prove really big for a squad. So who's on the waiver that is looking good, right? Uh, I mean, there's honestly there's a mix of guys. Uh, some of them are because of their guy, the the guy ahead of them got injured and right. really opened up space for them. Others are just guys that are outperforming what expectations were for them going into the year, and you're kind of seeing, okay, this guy can ball. Uh, there was just kind of he was slept on, and uh, there's room for him to come in for free just off the wire and really potentially do something for your squad so let's assume you're it you have the justin this is this is a question for you you have the opportunity to pick okay okay and there's there's a running back or two what drives you to pick him what comes to my mind real quick and i and but i want you to tell me obviously how it works listening to gino is is he now going to be presented with a lot of opportunity and that's the question right or and or maybe the guy behind him is just a better because of his history mm-hmm. running back overall, right? Maybe more seniors, got the yards, whatever. Yeah. So where do you go? I hope I'm, uh, does that make I'm, sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got okay. you. I'm usually looking, you know, first at opportunity and yeah. and volume. So right, those are so the big volume ones, in, meaning number of opportunities to run. Right. Yeah. So with yeah. McCaffrey going out catch, for you know a reasonable about amount of time. Yeah. You got Mike Davis, who's right behind him, who looked good after he got... It was garbage time, but but he looked good in his touches. And so it's like, this is a guy who we know Mike Davis is going to be the backup behind McCaffrey. We don't have to think about, oh, maybe it's going to be Mike. Maybe it's going to be this other guy. We know it's Mike. So there's the opportunity. And then 
since there's no other guy that we know about. But do, but does the team change now their play calling? Right. See, that's something we don't. We don't, they we don't, don't know. Right. Right. That's what you I'm saying. Or asking. That's what I'm asking. They're gonna have to hand the ball off, though. Yeah. yeah, they may do so, but ultimately, he still has a lot of value being the number one back. He's gonna get a lot of touches, or at least enough touches, if he does yes. well. So I don't. I don't know him. I'm. I'm horrible with names. How long has he been in the league? Okay. Uh, okay. He's been in the league. My guess would probably be at least five years. Okay. Um, do we know? Do yeah. you recall where he played college or? Uh, Mike Davis. I want to say he played at South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm so he was sure. in the SEC. So yeah, he's, he's not a bad player. Right. I, I want to yeah. say he was like a fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, running backs don't particularly fare super well in NFL drafts just because of how replaceable they are, and you know. The really good ones do get picked in the first round sometimes, but overall, I think second round is typically where you'll see teams start to really consider running back. Okay, so so is he the guy that's out there that you're seeing that you got to pick up, or is there another guy or two? You know, I think at running back for the wire, you've got options like Deion Lewis in New York mm-hmm. now that... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the door's kind of open with Barkley out for the year, but they also have Wayne Gallman. Mm-hmm. And I've been hearing this is kind of like a may happen, may not, but they may go add Devontae Freeman off the free agent list, mm. and he would probably be their starter a week or two into being signed. Yeah. And so that's a risk you kind of have to just take, knowing, oh, he may not even ultimately end up signing with them. But my gut tells me he does sign with them and is their starting running back within two weeks. So that's a guy where, you know, you could go Lewis, you could go Gallman. But I personally, if I'm going for anyone in that room, or they're not, he's not even in the room yet, but Freeman knowing he probably gets signed and he probably comes in and does pretty well. Got it. Yeah. So, so, which is the whole other question. Why isn't he playing? But that's not for this show. But so, Justin, <laughs> is there and and if you had something, I just no, want to make no, sure. Just, do you, is there yeah. anyone that you see on the wire that Gino didn't touch on that you're like, ah, there's this other guy we probably should consider? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay, so for me, I, I'm I'm just gonna that that doesn't seem too deep, right? Yeah. That's well, not like well, I know you guys. I know there was we, just running. Are we back. talking outside of running back? Or just running back. No, I'm talking across the board. Okay, if yeah. there's other yeah. positions as well, uh, the Titans have a lot of guys where uh, I can't guarantee they're going to be on your waiver wire, but there's a good chance they will be. Yeah. Guys like Johnu Smith at tight end uh, is really starting to show that he's a great option. Uh, Corey Davis at receiver for them uh, with. Um, AJ Brown banged up. Uh, you know, both of those guys are kind of benefiting from it. Uh, Ryan Tannehill starting to show for them at quarterback that mm-hmm. uh, he could, you know, be pretty good. And uh, they're, you know, the Titans are kind of showing that they're more of a team than just handing the ball off to Derek. Henry, well, the Titans you know? finished strong last year. I yeah, mean, they, other they, than you know, meeting up with the Chiefs. I mean, overall though, they oh, look yeah, darn yeah, good. Yeah. You know, yeah, and they gave the Chiefs a run in that game. I know, I know. So, so, and they beat Baltimore, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, they're, so they're, they're legit. They're legit. Oh yeah. Or at least they finished the the year that way. All right. So so anyone else, Gino, or because I want to hear from Justin what his thoughts are if you missed anyone. Because you're going from from memory, <laughs> Justin's uh, digging yeah, into, which is awesome. I'm because that's what I'm that's what I want you to do. Because I want to. Because obviously we want to share with our listeners. Hey. Here's what we're seeing and why we're thinking you should go this way and, you know, you should seriously consider it. 
On the 49ers, you've got uh, Fred Wilson and uh, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, one of those two is probably going to end up being pretty good for a couple weeks while Mostert tries to get healthy because Coleman's also out for a couple weeks. Um, my gut tells me Wilson is the guy to go there. But from everything I've heard, expert-wise, they, they're pretty torn, and some even prefer McKinnon. It's really a crapshoot on that one. So, Justin, anyone jumping off the screen there? Um, if if I don't know how deep you know the leagues are for every league Fair out enough. there, but if, if Russell Gage is not picked up, I think he should be. And what position in team? This is a wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Ah. The Falcons' offense is currently killing it, especially through the air, and yeah. that's one guy I will say I've seen doing very well in the rankings for waiver wire pickups. Okay, so so. Some really see now that to me yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. And I apologize if I wasn't, you know, clear about, you know, who is out. Yeah. There, I didn't right? know. If we no, were just talking no, about no, no. We're talking about the whole enchilada. So <laughs> one guy I will say, uh, I love enchilada for, uh, for <laughs> burrito, yearly. Gene S. Burrito. <laughs> he, may, he may or may not be on the wire. This is a guy who came in with a lot of hype, but because he's a rookie and had Cortland Sutton in front of him, you don't know, but Jerry Judy now has the potential to explode with being the now number one receiver for the Broncos. Yes, it's going to be with a backup quarterback, and he'll be going against Font for targets. But really, and Font may even be available in some leagues out of the wire for sure. And so, uh, you know, wire-wise, I'm really looking at guys on the Titans and Broncos. So, so when someone has that first or second pick, I have to believe, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, well, you tell me what is the what goes through your head? Is it like okay, what position am I weakest at, or is it more like oh my guys are really sucking it up? I just need to get someone who's gaining all these points or can gain the points. Yeah. Well, ultimately, you just go with who's going to make the biggest difference for okay. your squad. Okay, yeah. that was my question. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, but does that mean just points overall? That's what it kind of sounds like to me. Or I mean, right? well, not necessarily because... though, because if. You know, it could be a receiver on the wire that's going to get the most points of everyone. But if you're absolute crap at running back and there's a guy that'll be good but not great, may not necessarily get the points the receiver gets. But if he's going to make the bigger difference for your squad, then I'd be saying go for the running back. See, Justin used the term plug and play. Mm. This sounds a little more complicated than... It's all strat, and it depends on the owner of the team. Um, Whether you... So if you're slacking at running back, and you're pretty good at receiver, but there's this baller receiver out there. You got to think in your head, okay, what can I do with my flex? Who can I plug in here? Um, will this make a bigger difference than if I just stick with the running backs I have? Or I could go get this mediocre running back who at least is going to get touches from my running backs who are getting touches. It, it depends on so it's all what about, you think is going to make a bigger difference. So all about you start more or less a little bit like chess figuring out what's going to add up to the most points overall. Yeah. It's not just position necessarily unless you're out in, in a year where every running backs go out in a year where everything has felt really weird and you don't know what's going to happen injury wise moving forward and everything. I go with the guy that's going to get volume, not necessarily he's looking good because right now if a guy's healthy and is getting opportunities, <laughs> that right now is really all yeah, you can ask I just, for. Okay, that, see, that's yeah. a little nugget, right? That's a little nugget yeah. that people can carry uh, and then hopefully make the right choices. Okay, so so we're, we're starting to wind down. Is there anyone out there, and we've touched a little bit on this. This is probably a quickie that is like, 
you got to release that. Is that, is that the term they yeah, use? Yeah, you would drop them. Okay. Drop, drop, it, or are stuff, there, but same thing. Are there drop it like one, two, or three? Yes. Are there one, two, or three players that are like, drop them now, right? Uh, one guy, I would say, if we see another week or two of play like he's done, uh, it's going to be tough to continue justifying keeping Carson Wentz. Oh, he, yikes. He, I drafted him. Ooh. I like him. He had big expectations Ooh. coming into the year. But with his two <laughs> best starting linemen out for the year going into the season, and I don't know. You know, he could show this upcoming weekend that, you know, he just needed a minute to get warmed up. And you're like, oh, I'm so glad I kept him. Like, he could, you know, explode the rest of the year. Or he could show in the next week or two it's just not going to be his year because of the O-line and just having a down year and that you might as well go take a shot on another QB on the wire. Now you're you're speaking to your one of your personal players, right? Yeah, he's on my yearly so, team. So Justin, and if you've got someone on your team, mm-hmm. I, I want to hear about them real quick. But I'm really speaking again, like it goes back to oh, you know, a lot of people were hanging their hat on so and so, and I got one for they, you. They just laid an egg, you know. And Even you, though it's week yeah. two, it is not yeah. looking good. Well, I got one for you, and Gene will agree with me. For all of you out there who believed in Scotty Miller, and Scotty Miller's in Scotty, Miller, what position? He is what a team? receiver for the ball. <laughs> you, so uh, he was trending because you know he he and Tom Brady clicked really well in, in training camp. Ah, uh, training camp. Yeah, in training camp. Right. Um, and Chris Godwin, who was the starting receiver, was hurt. So everyone's like, "Oh, Scotty Miller got it." Tom Brady because they're thinking touches. Type, this is the yeah. type of receiver. And right. So I'm like, "Ooh, sneaky play. Put him in there, dud. I'm dropping him. Everybody else, drop him. Godwin's coming back. Move on. Got it." Got yep. it. Let it go. Yeah. He, what do you think about Chris Herndon? Chris Herndon, I like a lot. Uh, he's an absolute target monster with the Jets' current uh, offensive, you know, depth. Really, uh, they Perriman is hurt again. We don't know what that'll look like uh, for him. Uh, I believe Mims is also still hurt or at least banged up. So, do you think he's uh, droppable or no? Uh, who Herndon? Herndon? No, no, oh, okay. not at all. Okay. I, okay. I, I like Herndon. I don't know how he played this last game, but uh, I think with Sam loves him. He has like no one else to really throw to. Frank Gore is currently Herndon. the starting running back. Frank Gore still playing? Herndon? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, wait, here, that's, here, a, that's, that's incredible. Herndon, what, what Herndon, Herndon had did? one catch for five yards. You know, that was just a bad game for the Jets in general. I don't really think <laughs> did they play? did anything. Who did the Jets play? Uh, they played San Francisco, who had multiple oh, guys get yeah, injured. But, yeah. you know, it's currently tough to justify anyone for the Jets in fantasy. But if you're going to do so, I think Herndon's the guy worth sticking with. Okay, okay so before okay. We, we finish with play, bench, or cut, which we are getting to, okay? Uh, Justin, any uh, last words of wisdom? Like, what is your one nugget going into this next week of play um be smart about you know your your waiver if you think it's somebody that's definitely going to get picked up and throw that waiver down but if you think it's somebody that might you know somebody might slip on them sleep on them then when your waivers go through get ready and just try to add them and drop them as a free agent gino try and play as many safe guys as you can because i've gotten uh, kind of screwed on quite a few plays two weeks in. So 
if you've got some guys that feel safe, you know, in your guts telling you to play them, I'd play them. Okay. Play. Scotty, Scotty Miller is not safe. Bench. <laughs> no, not or bench. Or cut. And we're going, <laughs> cut. Cut. And we're going but, with the trio of tight ends here, correct? I believe so. Uh, okay, so we're going with Jonu Smith, Mike Jaziki, and Noah Font. Correct. Three tight ends that are having good years, and last week all three of them did very well. But overall, not huge names going into the year. So, Justin, go first. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play Font because of his opportunity and target share. And then I'm going to bench Jasicki and cut Smith. You know, I can't necessarily argue that. Uh, <laughs> I personally, though, I would play Jasicki because he's facing Jacksonville, who is awful against tight ends. Okay. And Ryan Fitzpatrick absolutely loves him. Uh, the receivers and the run game for Miami just seem abysmal to this point. Uh, Jasicki's the one guy that really seems to have a shot of actually doing something. Uh, then I would uh, bench Janu against Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota uh, is a good but not amazing team against tight ends, but uh, Johnny's just too hot of a game last week for me to ignore. And then the guy I would cut is actually Font because of uh, not having his quarterback in Drew Locke. And uh, he's facing a pretty good against tight ends uh, Buccaneers team. Okay. Excellent. So week three, here we come. FNS. 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 